0: what's up buttercups this is nate with episode 28 of taco court fantasy football league podcast in this episode i am joined by the host of 58 west king podcast link is in the show notes you can find that podcast anywhere you're finding this one wherever you are listening to right now tony coast we went over the last week's recap of week nine from a matchup standings and betting standpoint and then we also broke down the week 10 matchups in only fans fashion reviewed a couple beers and slap a banger hope you guys enjoy have won a world series
1: and we have tony coast here to celebrate with us fuck yes and the lakers suck it kings fans sorry and the dodgers won a world series <laughs> and that's all we're gonna talk about uh
0: tony last time you were on the podcast we did the draft recap episode and i mentioned to you i was talking to my brother glenn we talked about how shitty 2020 was and everybody thought it was super bad and me and glenn came to the conclusion that this is going to be the worst year of all time, but it's the year that we break the family curse and the Dodgers win the World Series. Notre Dame wins a national championship, and we'll talk about this in our 70s and 80s, about how this was the greatest year of all time. And Notre Dame just got done beating Clemson. That's true. At home, double overtime. Granted, they were down some players, yeah. but Notre Dame's like mental stayed within it, too, so... I'm just here to celebrate the Dodgers. That's all we care about. We're not talking fucking fantasy football, no
1: nothing today. We're just going to talk about how great the Dodgers are. You know, I I know it's been a shitty year for everybody, and I hope I'm not insensitive in saying that. I think that everyone's misfortune, discomfort, and loss has been worth it. The Dodgers won a fucking World Series, the first one I've seen, and the Lakers won one as well. Not big for you, but it's been a good year. I know the Rams aren't going to do it, but I I love it so far.
0: I liked that the Lakers – won the NBA championship just because I like LeBron and I think a lot of people shit on him. And he I think he's literally the greatest player of all time.
1: He's a good guy too. Like I, yeah. And I he's
0: like, he's a, a pretty he's a decent dude. dude. Um, you know, and he just does whatever he wants to do. Right. And he goes where he wants to go, works where he wants to work just like anybody else would. Yep. And I think people just, they don't understand like how much work that dude put in from a very young age, right. To get to where he is, to have all the opportunity and have every great player want to play with him
1: exactly and and he took some shitty teams and made them relevant so like yeah. don't shit on him for wanting to play with his friends and other good players <laughs> like his shoulders are sore his back is sore
0: <laughs> yeah you'd want to work with your friends right <laughs> hell, yeah. hell i'm i'm about to move next summer just so i can hang out with my friends like <laughs>
1: yeah are you gonna have are you gonna have like a decision are you gonna have a press conference you should
0: yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. I'm going to raise money for charity, but that's all going to go straight into my pockets, right? Because the charity will be like 3% to whatever fund I'm doing. That's going to be like well, promotional.
1: There's, there's like administrative, administrative fees and stuff like that. So yeah. That makes sense.
0: There's a lot of stuff that goes into it to get the word out. So
1: anyways, we're here for week nine
0: recap and week 10 preview. So we figured what better way to reunite than to have a little drinky drink for old time's sake. So we got a couple beers here that we're going to try out today.
1: Yes, this is the Sea Quench Ale. Sea Quench Ale. This one is advertised as the most refreshing beer these guys have ever brewed. They said it tastes like a margarita without the sugar. So get excited and it'll make you want to go straight to the beach. And it is winter on the East Coast. So I don't know
0: if... I'm going to get to a beach, but I got a lot of YouTube that I can get to, right? Meditation app and everything like that. So let's crack this thing open. Yeah. And ambiance
1: going. Shit. All over my fucking keyboard. God damn it. <laughs> hey, we kind of did that at, at the same time. It's like a Jinx owe oh, you a Coke thing. I got a glass going. The the website recommend pouring it, getting a little bit of head. So what does everybody want? Head or head.
0: head. All right. I'm going to drink it out of the can. Cheers. Word. Dodgers. Cheers. Oh, yeah. So, this is the first time I've ever had a sour. I don't drink these kind of beers. Mm -hmm. But on the side, it says blissfully brewed with lime juice, lime peel, black limes, and sea salt. I definitely get that margarita feel.
1: Yeah, it's not overwhelming. Like, none of it's overwhelming.
0: No, it's actually kind of, like, a refreshing thing. Like, if it were... This is a good, like, park beer. Like, a kid's birthday party in the middle of July, right? Or something like that. Like super good
1: it has like a citrus aroma it's real citrusy it's kind of tart it's crisp um it's got a malt sweetness finish i got that off the website but um <laughs> if i had to put like what i'm tasting and dealing with right now into words that would probably be it yeah
0: i definitely taste the lime like i mean it says three different types of lime stuff on it but yeah you definitely get that to like hug your tongue after the fact right like i mm-hmm. feel like like like, it's like a cloth or something like that. It's weird. Like, it's just cake on my tongue.
1: I like it. This is good. It's a good burp beer, too.
0: Absolutely. Nice. So, um, it's become a staple here on the podcast is me burping. Most of the time, because I'm pounding Diet Cokes, because I'm recording at 1.30 in the morning and have to work at 5 or work at 6.30. But if I had to um, say, like, one manager from the league that this beer resembles, for me... It's probably gonna be Octavio. And it's weird because he's like, he seems like a bitter dude a little bit, right? But he's like super fun, super light refreshing when you're around him. Like, you don't know what to think when you open this can. I don't, I didn't know what to think or whatever like that. But when you get around it, it's like, you know, hey, this guy makes a lasting impact on me. And it just seems like someone I'd wanna hang out with more. And this beer is definitely something I'm gonna to wanna to drink more. And uh, especially during the summer times. So I'm gonna say Octavio the Murder Boners.
1: How about you? Nice. So I was also leaning towards Octavio. Um, tall, slender, easy on the eyes. This is easy on the taste buds. A lot of head. <laughs> a lot of head. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'll go Trey. This one. Uh, this one's Trey. It's, it tastes good. Um, give me a lot of euphemisms in this. <laughs> Just the way this is set up. Um, yeah, it, it's light. It's a little bit, it's a little sweet, but you know it's, I don't know, there's not that much sugar in it, so... It's it's decent for your health if we're talking health here. Yep. And when I think about this, I kinda I do want to go to the beach. And when I think about Trey, like I think about, you know, his abs, <laughs> his chesticles, you know, maybe in some board shorts playing volleyball out on the beach in the sand. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going Trey on this one. Definitely
0: lingers around in your mouth for a couple minutes. So <laughs> uh, yeah. the, uh one of the things we You know, on your podcast that you do normally when you have another person on is manager on manager. So we'll do a little bit of that Q&A here to start out and um, just so we can break up some of the nobody wants to hear about your fantasy league. So my question for you today is what's something you're proud of that you learned about yourself in 2020?
1: Okay. So I was told recently that I have really good big dick energy. So what does that mean? So some guy said I was being a big dick, but I had really good energy. So I'm pretty sure that's how you just mash those together, and that's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on a serious note, I have learned something about myself, and I can preface that with the fact that I find myself in these moods. I think I've talked to you a little bit about it, like getting in those holes. Yeah. And in the past, I was just kind of oblivious to them mm-hmm. in the moment or why they were happening, so I'm kind of slowly starting to chip away and realize that Like when I'm not in control of something or I can't fix something the way I want to fix it, I kind of get buried or get in that hole a little bit mentally. So I'm a little OCD, maybe a lot. OCD, I don't really know, but I'm kinda happy. I I'm starting to figure out what's pissing me off for no reason. Yeah. So I just need to work on the other half of that and figure out like how to get myself like out of those holes. Yeah. So I think I'll probably just save the you know, solving that problem for a 2021 resolution or something, sandbag it a little bit. Give, it, give you something to do for 2021, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. in quarantine, it's like, you know, in COVID times, you can't like,
0: you can't get everything accomplished you want to accomplish. Like, like, could you imagine if you like actually fixed that one thing that Charlotte wanted you to fix in the house? Like, what the fuck are you going to do in six months? You know?
1: I got to slow roll her on some of these things though. Because yeah, yeah. as soon as I fix that thing, there's three more things on the list. Yeah. So And
0: it's the same thing with like, your own brain and shit right like like if i'm good like what the fuck else do i have to worry about and
1: yeah and i'm a stubborn i'm a stubborn asshole like in real life and mentally so for me it uh i'm
0: learning that i i was right about a lot of things that i cared about right and a lot of things that i spoke about beforehand my focus on family right and like being present at home and stuff like that and like covid didn't bother me when it came to being around the people that i that I'm around. Right. Like I got to sit in the house with my kids all the time. Right. And people are like pulling their hair out and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, no, like that I prepared myself for this. Right. I more so like it, I enjoy it so much because I put a precedence on that. And then also in the financial realm, right. We talked a little bit about it on, I think your podcast before about, you know, budgeting and those type of things. Right. And when we see something like the pandemic where, you know, the government's out here, you know, dishing out 1200 bucks at a time to help like 1200 bucks is apparent is a big deal. Right. And it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to a lot of people. Right. And it's like, you know, if we prepared ourselves for emergencies, right. And had some savings and stuff like that. And I think it would have been a lot easier on some people or they would have felt a lot more comfortable, a lot at ease to be able to say, like, I got laid off from my job and I got, you know, four months basically that I can live off of. So now I have some, I have a little bit of wiggle room to figure out what the hell I'm going to do to bring an income in for my family. Right. Like Mm -hmm, whatever it may be, like, you can find a hobby or whatever it is to, you know, do like, that guy started garage selling. Right. Like, okay, I can do that. Like it's very minimal. Like, or I could buy shit off Facebook and then flip it on eBay or flip it back on Facebook. Um, one of our friends, Robert wiki, he saw me posting some stuff about like garage selling and shit like that. And he was like, yo, I just bought this like, Back seat to a truck for a hundred bucks or something like that, and I literally reposted it and sold it for two fifty wow. because it was worth more than that. Like you know, and little things like that. Like okay, that he just figured out how to make one hundred fifty dollars, right? One hundred fifty dollars for a family of four. Like we can eat a shit ton of spaghetti, right? Yeah. <laughs> like.
1: And what is it? A couple minutes worth of work?
0: Yeah. A couple minutes worth of work. Right. And, you know, find what stuff that you're like good at and stuff like that. But I think it just made me feel good about a lot of things that I felt bad about myself before. Like, you know, I took a lot of shit for a lot of those type of things and stuff like that beforehand, Mm -hmm. you know, and I could be pretty blunt in those things, but um, I think overall, like, Hey, I I had my things straight for what I felt were a lot of big ticket
1: items for families within the nation. So that's that. Sure. sure. Uh, my question to you is, since you asked about the past, what's the biggest thing you're looking forward to in the future? The same, I think
0: like being historically correct. Like when I think about like what I want to be remembered for and stuff like that, like I'm separating from the military. I'll be at 14 and a half years and people think it's crazy. I sit at work and people are like, what are you going to do to support your family? Right. And it, it's comical and it, People go back to like the, the DC episode, right? Um, mm-hmm. And he had some of the same things. Like, what are you going to do? You know, how are you going to put food on your table? And that like kind of scare tactic stuff, right? But yeah. that's one of those things where I'm like, someone says, what are you going to do to support your family, feed your kids and all that kind of stuff, right? Without the military and or how are you going to make it or whatever like that. And I literally look at him and just say like, that's how. Like, mm-hmm. So when I look at the future, like doing the things that, I think people kind of put me down for or my dreams and stuff like that or didn't support i don't want to say it's like a vengeance thing but it's a you're going to know my name type of thing so
1: yeah and when you look at dc since you brought him up like he's been out of the air force for about six years i think roughly i think it was 2013 2014 he's done really well yeah and it kind of it kind of motivates like even motivates me like i want to get out and i want a piece of that yeah but i'd you know my path a little bit different but yeah definitely motivating and you know, we are institutionalized, so it, it's understandable for the people who are afraid. But, you know, I definitely respect you for making that decision, and DC, even. You know, I like seeing those those examples set, right? Because it is possible. And when you're on the inside, it doesn't seem like that success can come that easy. But, it's, you know, with your guys' attitudes and the work and you guys definitely had plans, you have a plan. So I can definitely see that come into fruition.
0: I think it's one of those things where it's it's like, I'm going to enjoy doing what I'm doing a lot more, right? Which means I'm going to put in more time, right? I'm more mm-hmm. invested in it because I actually enjoy it. Like, and it makes me happy. Like, yeah, just the job I do now and like the military life, I don't, I don't enjoy it as much anymore. So it's like, I don't, I don't want to sit here and spend five years, five and a half years doing something that I hate for two grand a month. For yeah. the rest of my life. When you got people who who are considered losers that are making way more than half of yeah. the fucking unit. So combined yeah, and
1: you're just beating yourself down yeah. day in day out so.
0: and it's not even about the cash right like i'll humble the shit out of myself and live in a fucking studio you mm-hmm. know or whatever but if i'm gonna enjoy what i'm doing like like i was super sad and depressed over fucking this covid season right i went through fucking hell and back but like i'm just not gonna do something that doesn't make me that i that i don't enjoy because
1: yeah happy happiness is important because yeah. you know getting beat beat down day in day out definitely takes a toll yep definitely what about you Uh, So for me, it's getting Charlotte's career off the ground. So my other half, you know, she's sacrificed a lot while I've been in the military for the past 12 years. So it's just past due time to pay it back. You know, she kind of put her career on hold while we had kids holding the house down and, you know, our financials while I did time in the desert on three different occasions. So putting up with my shit, et cetera, et cetera, you know, kind of goes on and on. So, you know, the timer started when I crossed over, I got 10 years and then Trying to not deploy, stay local, and just kind of focus on her and the kids. That's cool. And then get out, and then it's all about them. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. I own that much, definitely.
0: Let's hop into the week nine recap for Taco Court Fantasy Football League. In matchup number one, we had Tony Patriot. That's you, who took a trip down to the Eskimo Brothers. God damn it! Fucking worst piece of scum in all of fantasy football, and. What do you think the odds are that this guy listens to the podcast? Like, if you had to set a line, like, yes he listens to it, and no he listens to it, what, like, would no be? I feel like no would be like minus ten thousand. Like, that's the favorite. Yeah, I, it
1: would be like a it would be like a Clemson versus like, I don't know, some Abilene Christian yeah, school or exactly something like the, that. <laughs> the school I was about
0: to say <laughs> Abilene Christian. That's the only fucking school I could think of that's going to lose by one hundred and thirty.
1: Yeah. 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 So probably something around there though for sure I, Like he hasn't commented on anything
0: like he hasn't said a word to anybody or nothing like that mm-hmm. right he went ghost on like when i facebook messaged him to get into you know do a intro pod or something like that yeah. too so i don't think he listens to it if he does i feel bad because he's probably just not talking because he thinks we all fucking hate him and we're just gonna rag him and
1: i mean i don't take time to talk shit to people to talk shit about people that I don't like, and I think everyone's probably the same way, yeah, right? Definitely. So I do like Josh, and I hope he listens, but I don't think he does. Yeah, I just wanted—I didn't want to be fucking jeeps and figure out why. I do. So cool. Yeah, I. You know what? Jeeps look cool. I've been in one. They, they they feel cool, but yeah, I hated driving one. I drove one as a rental, and I fucking hated it. Really? Yeah. But anyways, you got your ass smoked by this bum one to one fourteen. <laughs> God damn it! All right, so I am contractually obligated to talk about this devastating loss here so yeah between f1 mclaurin travis kelsey curtis samuel alvin kamara lamar jackson he had enough points to beat me and my shit team 168 to 114 i'm not gonna make excuses i've already done that plenty i'm just gonna continue getting my ass handed to me week in week out in this fucking league god damn it Deshaun Watson, DJ Chark, and Will Fuller put some points up for me, but, you know, I got 12 points between five other players, so that's just not going to get it done. Next matchup.
0: (laughs) Matchup number two, too hot to handle, went to the Scrode squad, and too hot to handle, pulled this one out late with a 166
1: to 150 victory over the Scrode squad. Yeah, one of the higher scoring matchups, and what probably should have been the marquee matchup here, but I don't make the rules. Uh, This one came down to Jacoby Myers, actually, who put up 30 on Monday night. Yep. So suck it, Henry. Really shitty to lose when your quarterback puts up 33 and one of your running backs puts up 42. That really sucks. I'd say the only thing worse than that is getting crossed over by Aaron Hensley. My back.
0: I'm back. I'm back. Uh, Matchup number three, we had I shave my balls for this, traveled over to the murder
1: boners. I shave my balls for this, pulled out a victory, 114-93. to Big win for Trey, and surprising, seeing Tom Brady with only two points there in his lineup. He did get 27 from Keenan Allen and Christian Kirk, and some solid double-digit floor days from the majority of his roster. Octavio, meanwhile, got 47 from Kyler Murray, and that was about it. I feel like that sucks. Like, when you get almost 50 points out of one player, and then you, like, I mean,
0: we have what, two more running backs, three wide receivers, is five tight end, six, eight more players on the roster with your two flexes, and you scored less than, uh, what, 46 points, 46 mm-hmm. points, I mean, like eight players, and you had two other players in double digits, like, fuck that. Thought. Yeah, that's
1: that's some Tony Patriot stuff right Yeah, there. definitely, or the vinegar strokes, we'll get to that in a little bit.
0: <laughs> Matchup number four, Pocket Dogs, went over to the Three Penis Wine, 3 peepee Wine, 119-108, to
1: 108. This one was relatively close compared to some of the blowouts. Nick got a nice, thick, girthy 27 points from Nick Foles, BDN 25 from DK. I'm the number one receiver now Metcalf and a modest 16 from Julio. James had drew locks score 35, but again, not much beyond that. In matchup number five, we had
0: baby Ruth went to Chad's team. Chad's team pulled out all the stops. Shot down. Baby Ruth, that's a cop reference. Very bad one. Apologize if that hurts anyone's
1: feelings. But 157 to 117. There was some police brutality in this one for sure. Brandon was very happy to see Glenn fall to our resident ginger. Chad got 40 from the Patrick Mahomes. 37 from CMC. Just came back in a big way. And 27 from Jerry Judy, who made Nate and Trey a lot of money this weekend. I think we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Glenn was solid from top to bottom, getting double digits from all but Trey Burton. But the floor just wasn't enough this week.
0: CMC's got like a shoulder issue right now, too. So who knows what? I think he's questionable for the next game. It's weird that Christian McCaffrey puts up all these stats, right? Carolina hasn't won a game with him in the lineup
1: this year. Yep. Don't sleep on Mike Davis. Hope he didn't drop him. Yep. I hope he did. And uh,
0: matchup number six, the marquee matchup of the week. Fuck Clint. Password is Taco. Came to my house, the Vinegar Strokes. And basically just gave me his own vinegar stroke Mm. all over me he went upper deck in all of your toilets i don't know what to say I suck at fantasy football. I lost 148 to 91.
1: Yep. No Mike Davis this week as CMC came back. We mentioned that. No CD Lamb for Clint. He, he benched him. Didn't matter. He got 30 from Mr. Unlimited, Russell Wilson. 35 from the Cheetah. 23 from A.J. Brown. And 21 from Stephon Diggs. Those four guys alone were enough to bend over the vinegar strokes here as Nate only got 24 from Cam. 21 from Juju. 15 from Mr. Robbie Anderson. And 10 from Fournette. Fuck you, Clint. At least I'm getting some, finally. Fuck. Mm. Mm.
0: That's it for the matchups. We'll get into standings update. So we have in first place still, still the password is taco eight and one. In second place through fourth, we have a tie with too hot to handle, three penis wine, and I shave my balls for this all at six and three. We have a lone five and four team, the pocket dogs, riding in fifth, all the way down from six to eight. Eskimo brothers, Chad's team, and yours truly, the vinegar stroke, sitting at four and five, rounding out the bottom of the league nine through eleven. Scrod squad, murder boners, and baby Ruth sitting at at three and six and my lovely Guest and co-host today, and
1: great friend Tony Patriot, sitting at two and seven. Whoever wins this thing, please go gentle. Please go gentle. I already took a shot of fucking what was that? That cinnamon shit. Fireball and mayonnaise. I already took a shot of fireball and mayonnaise. I'm not getting my goddamn belly button pierced. Now you just have
0: to. Oh, and now we'll touch on that here in a second. But that son of a bitch still hasn't. No, we're touching on it now. Wayne hasn't pierced his fucking belly button. Like I don't get it. On July whatever, the day that the fucking podcast came out. He's like, hey, I ain't no bitch, you know, or whatever like that. Still, I mean, every tattoo shop in Maryland is open. You can go to Claire's, get your belly button pierced. It doesn't take that long. Do we all send him a dollar so he can have 11 bucks to go get his fucking belly button pierced? Like, is that what he's waiting for? I don't know. Maybe he just he's not getting the memo because he doesn't see it.
1: I don't get it. He sees it. He sees it because he responds in very angry messages to you in our group text. I've seen it. He knows. you think he wants to get out of the league? Maybe. Maybe. If that's so, I mean, getting a belly button piercing, I, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to. So do I it. imagine it's uncomfortable for him. Like I don't
0: want to do it, but at the same point, it's like it's just gonna last longer. The longer you don't do it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like do you want to leave. Like I don't know. Maybe I just I like the league, so it's like I
1: don't know. I need to message Kristen and see what she thinks, if she knows about it. So I'm
0: going to his, I just accepted an invite to his Christmas party. He's doing like a Christmas margarita party or something like that, right? At uh, his house, December 12th. And I'm going mm-hmm. to get him a gift and it's going to be a Bengals jewel for <laughs> the middle of his fucking belly button. And then I'm, nice. gonna, I'm going to find somebody who can come to the party with me. Plus one, to pierce the fucking thing and Merry Christmas.
1: Get her done, get it on video, yep. post it to the Facebook group. Hey,
0: but I wouldn't worry about you sitting at two and seven. You can always come back. We can just recount all the points through litigation. We'll get you some get
1: you some extra stuff going on here. Oh, I won the 2020 championship yep. by a lot. Definitely.
0: We wanted to talk a little bit since we went over the standings and everything like that. The last time that Tony was on the podcast, we had our gone over the draft and decided who was going to win a championship based off of their team. I went through, re-listened to the episode today to make sure that we knew. And we're going to kind of gauge that and then see what maybe we think of now. In our championship matchups, Tony, you had Chad to face off against the Murder Boners for the championship, and Chad would win. I had Chad against Nick with Nick winning. Has any of that changed as the season has gone for you?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Clint. Clint and James teams, man, they're just they're running a train on us. If I had to pick one now, I mean, it's a little easier, but I'd probably pick Clint.
0: I feel like Brandon has a shot, and I think it was Trey's team has a shot. Trey's got a good he squad. Just, he just got Michael Thomas back, right? And he's got Aaron Jones, James Robinson, Keenan Allen, Christian Kirk, Jonathan Taylor kind of holds him back, Kareem Hunt. We'll see how that goes when Nick Cheb comes back. But he's yep. got a squad, and if he can get Dalvin Cook to get hurt, he's got Alexander Madison on his roster. So I think he can make a push just with his wide receivers and the Saints needing to
1: get Michael Thomas 140 catches in like seven games. So is that going to happen because drew Brees threw it to what was it like 11 or 12 different receivers like i feel like he's just spreading it out right now i don't know if we're going to see the same michael thomas i'm, I'm pessimistic anyways nick
0: has a nicks has a little bit of a shot too i think if glenn would have got his his team a little healthier faster um, he dealt with some pretty serious injury stuff uh i think that he could have made a run too but He'd have to like sneak in the playoffs, but he's got a pretty decent Mm -hmm. squad too. So I'd probably say Clint, it fucking sucks. So Clint's sitting at 1,400 points on the season and the next closest person to him is Brandon at 1,263. So there's a 140 point differential there. But the crazy thing is that if you look at the points against, Clint has had the easiest schedule. He's outscored his opponents nearly 400 points 340 so he has let up or had points against him be 1060 the same thing holds true as every year that i get fucking smoked by everybody and i have the most points scored against me in 1269 so i'm 200 points scored against
1: on average more so that's 20 points so i
0: don't know how much those make a difference but obviously you
1: got you can't neglect your defense man you yeah. can't neglect the defense, defense wins championships and,
0: mm. um yeah just not just not doing it but Sacco, you had picked the Eskimo brothers and Josh Peterson to get the Sacco, and I picked James to get the Sacco. Has that changed for you?
1: Oh, hell yes, it has. Obviously, losing Saquon Barkley and George Kittle, my first and second round pick, doesn't help. But I, I think there's a very clear path to the Sacco for me right now. I'm, I'm getting zero electoral college votes here. You are Kanye West. <laughs> I'm Kanye West. <laughs> You're Kanye West. <laughs> or the princess, either one. I would like to see Dalvin Cook get hurt so
0: that I mean, not like seriously hurt, like maybe like just something that shuts them down because they want to save him you know, and all this kind of stuff. They're not going to win the division or whatever. But Dalvin Cook to go down so that Wayne can get Sacco two years in a row. So he'll get another fucking punishment and then figure it out from there. so All right. So that's that. And we'll also go over some of the bets. So I put on the last podcast a bunch of bets that I was doing, right? As you said before, Jerry Judy kind of saved the day, and then I fucking ruined it last night. So the seven seven bets I put out were Seahawks, Bills, over 55, cash that. Uh, Ravens, to win the game, basically it was a pick, cash that. They fucking smoked the Colts. Texans minus seven, nope, because Jake Luton, um, you know, obviously tore up the Texans' defense. Broncos plus four, nope, because they they decided to wait till the fourth quarter to play. Um, they were playing against the right team to do it, but it didn't work out. Cards minus four and a half, nope, because the fins, uh, fins cards under forty nine, nope. Steelers minus fourteen, nope. I didn't, I don't get why the Steelers don't throw the ball to Juju. Like they they started throwing it at the end, and they're just like moving the ball, moving the ball, moving the ball, moving the ball, right? Like mm-hmm. they just played down to their opponents. And I did mention that, like I don't like that bet in the last one, just because they always play down to the uh, opponents. But I had cashed a teaser, a seven-point teaser for Ravens plus seven and moved the Broncos to plus 11. So that cash hit an game for the Seahawks Bills over 64 and a half because I just figured it was – I think it was like – they had like 52 points or something like that at the end of the third quarter. It was like, yeah, they're not yep. stopping each other. Uh, all the Jerry Judy props I mentioned, um, we'll kind of just cover those. Over four grabs, yes. Over 52 and a half yards, yes. One touchdown, yes. Over four grabs, plus 52 yards. 52 and a half yards. Yes, that was a little parlay. I bet like small, like half unit stuff for two touchdowns, three touchdowns, 100 yards over four grabs, a touchdown in Denver to win. Nope. All those went no 100 yards, four grabs, two touchdowns. Nope. Uh, 100 yards, four grabs, one touchdown. Yes, that hit for 11 units off a half unit. Um, So that was pretty dope because it basically doubled his yard prop, which made it so big. 70 yards one touchdown yep and that was plus two and half units and basically on that on all those basically up four or 6.4 units on the day right and then i decide to i mentioned i bet the fucking patriots and um i didn't mention on the podcast how much i put on it so my unit size is like ten dollars a unit so you take one percent of whatever your bankroll is and you use that as a unit right and then you just adjust accordingly every week or whatever day you're doing it so that you can scale up right as you win go from a thousand to two thousand now your your units are 20 bucks so now you start to build and build and build yeah i was dumb i was like hey the fucking jets have joe flacco and the patriots have a pretty stout defense granted they're missing like a major defensive lineman and a linebacker but they should beat the fucking brakes off this team you would think and, um, yeah, it didn't happen. And I bet 100 bucks on that, so 10 units right there. And I bet the Patriots minus six at the half. Like, just be up a touchdown at halftime. Nope. They were fucking losing. And that was just one unit there. But I think I bet the under as well. So that was another unit. So I lost 12 units on Monday Night Football, putting me at negative 5.6 units on the week because of stupidity. But it was good for me because... It reminded me, hey, don't be a dumbass.
1: Yeah, I try to stay away from the Adam Gase uh, games. Yep, <laughs> yep. I went three for three. I had Baltimore plus one point five, which hit Pittsburgh Dallas under 44, which hit Lamar over 47.5 rushing yards. Seemed too easy. And then the three I lost on were Pittsburgh, 13.5. Don't understand why they played down to the Cowboys, but they did. Josh Allen over 33.5 rushing. He didn't do that. And then Antonio Gibson over 51.5 rushing. Uh Giants played well. They got a good defense, and he had a fumble early not sure if that impacted his snaps I didn't watch that entire game but broke even there but I went heavy 2.5 units on Baltimore two units on Pittsburgh Dallas and then one unit um, across the rest of the bets. so I was positive on the weekend definitely missed out on the Jerry Judy stuff I just haven't had time this week to sit down or last week I didn't have time to sit down just with the move yeah so I definitely missed a golden opportunity because I agree I agreed with everything you said about Jerry Judy and that offense
0: fuck yeah I don't know man there's always like one
1: player who kind of kind of sticks out like yeah, it was obvious. It was way too obvious.
0: Anyways, that's that for uh, week nine recap all the way through. So, matchups, standing, betting, redoing our predictions. And yeah, I got to pee. So, let's go to a break. All right. And we're back. All the main veins have been drained. And after last week's draining election preview, we need something a little bit lighter. And speaking of draining, we are predicting this week's winners based on which of their OnlyFans sites we'd subscribe to. Sitting here in week 10 matchup number one, we have the Scroat Squad headed to Password is Taco. Obviously, the Scroat Squad's OnlyFans will be a subscription service that allows you to see him with full on midget gymnastics in the nude. And for Password is Taco, the OnlyFans site will be him dressed as a Notre Dame mascot, but as he does his nips nip slips and his tits come out, they will be shaved like 4 leaf clovers. Tony, which one are you
1: subscribing to? (laughs) These are both good. These are really good. Um, But the only thing I like more than midgets doing gymnastics naked is hariolas. So I'm going with Clint. I'm going with Clint's page. Here's my $4 a month, Clint. Take it. You want six? Give me some exclusive content. All right. I got the next one in matchup number two. We have The Murder Boners versus Tony Patriot. This is Octavio versus me. Octavio, he's a diehard American. He believes red, white, and blue. He's a veteran. He loves his country. And he also loves lacy clothing, lingerie. No doubt in my mind that Octavio starts a red, white, and blue laced clothing OnlyFans page. I'm I'm talking thongs, banana hammocks, stockings. Octavio is going to go all out and it's going to be an all red, white, and blue amen america USA. now i also love america but the one thing i love more than america is fine italian cuisine i'm talking pasta lasagna sausage pizza so i'm starting an italian cuisine OnlyFans fans page that is going to push the boundaries of fine dining and partial nudity you're probably thinking to yourself what could be hotter than red white and blue lingerie well, I'll tell you what, a grown man posing with delicious Italian dishes in the comfort of his own home. Who you got?
0: I browse incognito. So definitely probably gonna go with the big sausage pizza. I just feel like that that resonates with me. Like I grew up in the pizza business. I love me a good sausage. Yeah, I'm gonna subscribe to that. I do love America. I love the red, white, and blue. I do live love me a good Mexican when people can speak Spanish to me. Kind of does a little something to me. And I had picked at the beginning that I was gonna pick the murder boners, but as it was explained a little bit more. You just can't give up a big sausage pizza.
1: I was, I was pandering. I knew the pizza thing would really hit home with you and the sausage.
0: A common theme in the last two podcasts, Tony Patriot pandering. All uh, right, matchup number three, we got Three Penis Wine going to Too Hot to handle. Three Penis Wine, everybody remembers the show Home Improvement, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Nick's only fan is going to be him as Al Borland because he looks like Al Borland, but it's mixed with a little bit of Wilson because everybody loves Wilson from Home Improvement, right? You can only see the top of his face. Thing is, Nick's fucking short as shit. So the only thing you're gonna be able to see is below his waist in the fence. So they're gonna cut out an area that you can see for Nick, and it's just gonna be like his amazing bush that matches the beard on his face. So that's all you're gonna be able to see on his OnlyFans, and all you're gonna hear is like, oh, 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 or whatever the fuck the Toolman Taylor does, right? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, definitely like in the background. That's the only noise that you're gonna to hear. Too hot to handle. This one is. It might be the best OnlyFans that's out there, right? Just this guy bent over, butt ass naked spread cheeks, zoomed in right on his chocolate starfish, but in the background, all you hear is cats meowing. And that's it. Like You don't see anything else except a zoomed in picture of his own chocolate starfish. And you're wondering, is that a cat's or is it Brandon's?
1: All right. So I do like Brandon. I love the content, but I mean, he, he's he's made the mistake that a lot of these girls and guys Girls and guys, everybody. Um, a lot of He's made a mistake that a lot of them have made. They've shared a lot of their content for free already. I think I feel like I've seen it all with Brandon, whether it's, you know, the jackhammering in the short shorts or all of the pictures he sends in the damn group chat of him taking a shit. Like, I, I feel like there's nothing left to see. I'm not giving him $4 a month. So I do love home improvement. Um, I'm a huge fan of glory holes and I'm a huge fan of, you know, the classic Bush. So I'm taking Nick in this one. Give me Nick all day. Keeping it classy. All right, next up we have ginger lives matter versus I shaved my balls for this. So Chad and Trey, Chad's a former cop. He's an Air Force veteran and current key spouse. He would find a way to mash all those things together to make an ultimate OnlyFans page. I could see Chad doing, you know, a page where he donned the beret one more time or the beret one more time. Sorry. He would offer subscription packages where he's hosting a bake sale at his house wearing nothing but a tiny Air Force chef's apron. Probably also pose in some aviators leaning up against an old P-51 Mustang maybe in some short shorts to appeal to the old time flyers. Um, I'd probably subscribe, but I don't know. Trey, on the other hand, he doesn't need to put any effort into coming up with the theme for his account. Demographics across the spectrum would probably subscribe. I know I would, you would, uh, however, He's competitive as hell. We all know that. So, you know, he put a lot of thought into his theme. My guess is that given Trey's affinity for Ohio State and marching bands is that he would look to appeal to the band nerds since he has every other aforementioned demographic covered. I'm talking tight pants, the funky hat that the band members wear, the flute with soul reaching eye contact and precision marching tactics on the football field at halftime. Obviously. Who do you
0: got? I'm intrigued to understand what dotting the I in the script Ohio looks like on Trey's OnlyFans. Therefore, that guy gets my vote. (laughs) I don't care how much money it is. I will take out loans every month. Subscribing to that guy right there, that's that.
1: There's no way dotting the I is not a euphemism for something else
0: matchup number five, Pocket Dogs headed to Baby Ruth. So Pocket Dogs. We all know this dude loves Clint. He's talked about Clint and how he just couldn't get away from him. They grew up together. He wanted to be like Clint and they went separate ways. Hey, he went to Marine Corps. Clint went to Air Force and they came back together later on. Now the roommates again, even though he, live, he works like an hour away out in the middle of Georgia. So there's no real reason to live an hour away when you're in Georgia in the middle of nowhere. Like, go get a house that's closer, but needed to share a bedroom with Clint. They tried to make it kosher for when we Zoomed for the draft but they had a hard time keeping their six feet distance from each other so i think what this only fans end up being is there's nothing that resembles james in this and it's just like the show cheaters right where you're getting these random video surveillance coverages right of just watching clint the entire time so that's Pocket Dogs' OnlyFans page, Baby Ruth. The guy doesn't know any better. He's just gonna go back to his roots. He was born in Japan. Uh, he's half Japanese. And when he was little, he had a bowl haircut. Like if you watch Dumb and dumber and he's getting his hair cut and they just put the bowl on the top at the beginning, that was Glenn's hair. He's just gonna go back to nude sumo wrestling. Like you should have seen this kid when he was little. He literally looked like Yokozuna. So that's what we get out of that. Nude sumo wrestling with a bowl haircut or
1: random cheaters style videos. Well, I think I've, we've already voted on Clint's and I don't need to see Clint. Like I, I'm here for the James content. He's not going to give it to me. So I'm not giving him $4 a month. I got to go with uh, Glenn here. You know, I, I've heard from a friend that a lot of the Japanese porn is censored in the genital area. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, you know, if I subscribe to Glenn's channel, you know, maybe I get to see some of the genitals, you know, from someone who was you know born in Japan. So I, I'm going to give Glenn my $4 a month. That sounds good. And even if, even if it is blurred, right? Now it makes it family-friendly content. Exactly. It's like Hulu. (laughs) All right. Last matchup. Matchup number six. Eskimo Brothers versus the Vinegar Strokes. So Josh Peterson versus Nate here, your host. This is too easy for JP. He's going with a Jeep theme OnlyFans page. So everybody saw that coming. He'll model with various Jeeps in little to no clothing. Hands on the hood, bent down, crotch open, gangster style. You know what I'm talking about. Sitting on the ground, legs crossed with that devilish smile and obvious mass marketing on his new parlor account. I haven't been there. All right, so I don't know what they do over there, but I'm dying to find out. Chad, let us know. All right, for Nate, this is you, buddy. Nate, if you didn't know, has a thing for Mariah Carey, Santa Claus outfits, and cookies and milk. He'll obviously look to take advantage of the holidays, OnlyFans shoppers, and market nothing but him in tight red Santa-themed jumpsuits, revealing massive amounts of chest hair, lots of those kissy face pictures with like the duck face, you know i'm talking about and the classic on the bed naked butt cheeks showing up in the air uh showing as a teaser to his page like how can you not subscribe for exclusive access members uh they get to see him downing chocolate chip cookies and a glass of milk wearing nothing but a santa hat where do i sign up what do you got
0: i'm intrigued by dudes on the jeeps That's kind of
1: hot, right? But I don't know if I want to see
0: Josh nudes on a Jeep. So give me me naked on a bed with a candy cane thong on. Maybe like a good lollipop, right? Put the stick in my butt crack and it's one of those big circle ones like you get at Six Flags, right? And it has all different colors, you know? Throw some lights around me and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm subscribing to myself. I've lost a lot of weight. I was really fat, and now I'm not as fat. I'm feeling good about myself, so when I look in the mirror, I'm like, yeah, that guy's a snack. I'd like to eat that. Look, this guy was a potato. Now he's at a french fry. I'm not at McDonald's french fries yet. I mean, I'm like, maybe some Carl's Jr. or something like that, maybe In-N-Out.
1: Del Taco.
0: Oh, Del Taco, Taco's like, got crinkle, good fries,
1: yeah. Crinkle cut.
0: You know, they're, and they're a little bit, like, squishy, too. So, like, they're not fully, like, crisp, like a McDonald's one, like, where they're just blazing hot and awesome, so... Uh, but we're getting in there. So, uh, yeah, I'm subscribing to my own shit. Put it in the bag. Me too. Thanks.
1: <laughs> you got my four that bucks. Means, that means a lot to me. I'll sign up for exclusive access. Like, take eight. Take eight bucks. And they one. said,
0: how am I going to support my family? <laughs> i to get out of the middle. Right, right here. There.
1: Four bucks. Right here. You just get had it. to listen a little longer. Four bucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So, uh, in true fashion for Taco Court Fantasy Football League podcast, we can't leave the podcast Without providing our fans, potentially our only fans, with another banger of the week. Tony, I sent you this song last night, and I'm curious to hear your own
1: thoughts on it and what it did for you. (laughs) It did a lot of things. It did a lot of things. Um, It's an upbeat song. It's catchy. Uh, Chona seems like a chick who likes to party. Mm -hmm. I listened a couple of times, and I couldn't help but do that little dance in your chair. You know what I'm talking about? Anyways, it's a solid 8 out of 10 for me, even though I don't understand half the words in the song. I like it though. I mean, I'll probably listen to it again. If I'm being honest. I
0: listen to it like twelve times today,
1: just getting yeah. hyped for playing this song. And, yeah, um, it's good. And it fun. Fun fact: In 2019, they uh, actually performed at Coachella. Shit. Which is like 20 minutes from where I grew up, mm-hmm. and I, I'm sure most people have heard of like the Coachella Music and Arts Festival. It's huge. Yeah, definitely. That's where Tupac came back to life as like a hologram yeah. and performed.
0: Oh, I want to go to Coachella so much, but I want to. Sh- I like showering and stuff like that, so.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a filthy mess. You'll get COVID.
0: Definitely. Maybe hey, I might go then um, get a couple extra days off of work. Fuck.
1: Right? On, on your way back, can you stop by? We'll have like a play Definitely. date and get me quarantined yeah, too? Yeah, yeah, All right.
0: So you went out and picked out beers today too. You also picked up another beer here. It's fucking gnarly. It's called Melvin. I think that's the brand. No? Breaking Down Walls is the brand? I don't know what the who the people are that make this thing, but it's Melvin <laughs> Brewing from alpine wyoming it's got like a mariachi on the front end of it and he's got a lightning bolt in his right hand so it's like the mexican (laughs) thor which totally fits within your realm right it is a mexican style lager and it's called hey zeus
1: there's a lot going on on this can that's why i picked it it's got some greek mythology and zeus obviously it's got the mariachi with the hat and like the outfit and then it's got like the led zeppelin thing going on so like i I've never had it. I don't know what to expect.
0: And it's like a black can with the yellow and as the name and the yellow lightning bolts. And then it's green, white, and red. This shit, it looks amazing. So before I get into what I think about this song, let's drink the shit out of this real quick. And we'll call out who in the league is this can.
1: Cheers. Spam It bites. That's weird. It bites. Yeah.
0: I don't know what it is. So it says on the side of the can, resist. As in, how can you resist this crisp and refreshing Mexican-style lager specifically made for mortals? It's heaven on earth, a place where love comes first. It's like thunder and lightning. The way it drinks is frightening. (laughs) (laughs) Say adios to beer geeks and opal to cerveza Greeks. Listen to the sound of Jesus' mariachi zeppelin cover band Martio de los dioses they are breaking down the walls of in craft beer fuck i'm burping in craft beer i don't know how to say like it says a mexican style lager i haven't tasted a mexican beer that tastes like this
1: no this is different this is different and like i said it's got a lot going on on the label and i feel like with the taste it has a lot going on so it's kind of fitting yeah i feel like i'm expecting
0: something off the surface of this like this is going to be like Ultra amazing amazing and when I think of Mexican style lagers and Zeus, you know, greatness, it's a king of Mexican style lagers. I'd probably still pick something like a modello over it because they named that beer after me, the model. <laughs> I mean it's good, but it's just weird. It doesn't it doesn't remind me of anything Mexican.
1: Yeah. It's crisp. I know it it's clean going down. You know, there's no like weird aftertaste. Yeah. Um, it's okay. I think I like the other one better, but this is not bad. You know, with the can and the appeal, like with the image they have here and the graphic, I I, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, a five, it's like a 5 out of 10 for me. Yeah,
0: definitely 5 out of 10, which if we're looking at the people within the league, I don't know. Like, I feel like it just resembles me. I mean, this, this guy's got a great body on the front, you know, it's like Zeus. And, you know, he's holding lightning bolts and stuff like that. He's kind of down brown. You know, I, I kind of vibe with that culture and that's how I cook and all this kind of stuff. But then when you start tasting me, it's like, oh, no, like this isn't what I really expected. So um, yeah, I feel like this this can vibes with me. What do you think? Yeah, I think this
1: feels like a toss up. Like like, the, but on the outside looking at it, you're like, this could be really good. Like you got some Greek mythology, you got the mariachi, Led Zeppelin theme going. This is gonna be good. But when you crack it open, you have a drink, maybe a second drink because you don't know. You never know after the first mm-hmm. one. It just comes up a little bit short. So I think this is either Wayne Henry or Nick Olivares. It's one of those two. <laughs> yeah. Probably, Probably Nick because it's got the Mexican in it. Yeah. Probably Nick. I'll go Nick. It's funny because I don't
0: think Nick is really actually Mexican and Wayne is. I don't know what Nick is. is I don't know what
1: the fuck Nick is, but. We need to find out. We need to get to the bottom yeah. of that because I've, I've been wondering too, especially with the last name.
0: Next episode, I'm going to call him in.
1: Like, I'll just call him in, yeah. right?
0: All right, so. Back to the song. This song is the epitome of all bangers in the Spanish language. If you've ever been in California and you've gone to a swap meet or any type of mariachi festival, this thing plays and everybody's happy. Once you start hearing the little accordion, the little guitar for it, piano keys going, everybody just bounces. Everybody puts a smile on their face. Everybody's happy. Everybody gets out on the dance floor, which dance floor is just like a big grass field, or the middle of a fucking parking lot or anything like that, everybody stops and it's just joy. But the song's kind of weird. Like the song talks about this girl named Chona. Uh, So the song is called La Chona by Los Tucanes de Tijuana. And it's about a girl who, like the guy's talking about his girl and they go to the, the bar or the little club or whatever. And all she does is buy a bottle and she goes out and dances and he doesn't know what to do about her because she dances all night long and she knows how to do all the dances, but she looks really good doing the dances. But then, in when you watch like their official music video the guy's sitting in in the chair because he doesn't know how to dance or he's not that type of person or whatever like that but he goes with her and takes her because she likes to do it but she dances with all the other guys and all that kind of stuff right like she's the party animal she's the life of the party she knows all the dances everybody looks at her and all that kind of stuff the song slaps los tucanas de tijuana La chona. enjoy
1: see you guys <laughs>
2: Papá